This is the Everyday Mind Podcast, the place where we come together to talk about living a life of notice, creating more connected relationships, and ditching the hustle as you establish the life and business you've always wanted. I'm Naftali Roberts, your host and guide, as we journey together exploring the Everyday Mind. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to chat with you today because today we are talking about something that gets brought up all the time when I am hanging out, especially with my favorite creative entrepreneurs. And this topic is the idea of, do I really need to niche? And how can I do that in a way that allows me freedom to create? Because a lot of you who are creatives, whether you are artists or makers or inventors or just creative at heart and how you interact and work with people, sometimes, maybe all the time, can feel really limited by the idea of niching. So today we're going to answer the questions, do you actually need to niche to be successful? Two, how do you do that without getting uninspired? and losing steam, and then not making or creating anymore? And three, is there a way to niche without doing it the way that everybody else does it? Hint, there is, because as you've come to find out, I never, ever think that there's only one way to do anything. So I have to jump into this really quick today because my husband has my kids out right now. They ran errands this morning while I did an amazing training. So I am going to work quickly and intentionally as we move through the idea of niching so that my kids don't come running in because that would not make for good podcasting. Before I jump into the idea of niching, I wanted to remind you that if you want to be notified of all the new and amazing things that come out here on the Everyday Mind podcast, definitely make sure, pause right now and push subscribe. I know it can be really easy in our busy lives to forget to do this. And then it can be really disappointing when we jump in and we go, oh my goodness, I'm behind 10 episodes because I've done that before. So stop, pause, hit subscribe, just so that you can remember to come back uh, here and hang out with me again later this week when a new episode drops. So let's answer the question. Do you actually need to niche? And what is a niche? Because honestly, when I first heard that word, like I had heard it before, but when I really started to jump into being a creative entrepreneur with my husband, and also when I really started to jump into building my therapy practice five years ago, holy moly, that's been a while. I was like, niching kind of sounds like a small bug, and I don't really like it, but really what a niche is, is a really fancy, complicated word for what you're known for, what you do, who you serve, and what you create, and why people would know that's your painting as opposed to Jimmy Bob down the street. That, my friends, is what a niche is. And so, yes, 
I'm going to say it here at the front end. So none of y'all are wondering what my perspective is. I do know and agree with the fact that you do need to niche in your businesses if you are trying to create money. The reason for that is how people kind of categorize things in their minds is that they will see someone and something and they need to categorize it. That is how long-term memory works. So if we're going to really play very strong to the fact that our brains are built a certain way, then we need to understand that niching just allows people to place you in a category. Now, I want to throw out there because I think that not enough people talk about this. Just because you have something you're known for, i.e. a niche, it doesn't mean that's all you are going to ever, ever do. Especially if you use my surefire way of niching that allows for some flexibility within your niche. We're going to come to that next. But just know that niching just allows people to say, oh, Naftali, you are a business coach who does a lot with mindset. You have a background in therapy, so you understand asking good questions and making movement. As well, you have built three successful businesses, one of which is with your husband. And I have created a niche around that because it's a certain thing. So all of those details kind of go into this box that people just find me by. But my friends, it's not all I do. For some of the clients I work with, they're not creatives. Actually, probably one third of the people I work with aren't creatives. And that's okay because they are drawn to me for what work we do together. And they don't care that I label myself. I niche as a coach for creative entrepreneurs because they hear my podcast or they interact with me and they go, I know that I need what you're laying down. And so I'm going to go and I'm going to find you and I don't care. Another thing, place that I saw this in, I, when I was practicing therapy, was someone that niched working specifically with big feeling children and teens and helping their families understand them. And when I started this, when I really niched down, I was scared because I was like, ugh, how many big feeling kids and teens really are there in the greater Los Angeles area? And then if we even narrow that down, how many kids and teens in my specific geographic area are there? And my friends, what I found is that it didn't matter. I mean, copy matters, and I've had copywriters on the show, so I'm not saying that copy doesn't matter. But what copy conveyed in terms of my niche was my heart and my ability to connect. And that's the same reason people come to me that aren't creatives who are coaching. So whether you are a maker or a designer or photographer or insert whatever you define yourself as here, author, I mean, my VA just asked me today for a list of all the creative entrepreneurs and people I work with. And like the list was so freaking long. I was like, I don't know if this is helpful, but here's the list because y'all are so many different sorts of people. Okay, so the funny thing with all of this niching is that we get really scared. Like I was saying, I got really scared when I was niching with kids, especially big feeling kids and teens. 
And what I came to find out and what I promise you will find out too, when you let yourself actually niche as you, you're going to find out that people are going to come to you and they're not going to all fit all the boxes in your niche. But that's okay because they're still your right customers. They're still your right audience. And so that's the power of a niche. It allows people to opt in or opt out of the process of purchasing from you or buying your services. So what is my specific process for niching? And how is it different than maybe how you've been thinking about it? Well, the other day I got such a great question. And the question was, or statement, I guess, is I'm so tired of making the same thing over and over and serving the same audience and the same people. And it's just really getting in the way of my creative process. And I'm really feeling uninspired. And I'm thinking of giving up because I just I don't want to do this. And I know that being known for this one thing is the reason I'm making money. And the person just kind of kept going on and on and on. I love those messages. Feel free to send them to me. But when I jumped on the call with this person, what I recognized was there was a tiny box that they had placed themselves in. And what they didn't realize is that they did have a brand and they did have a niche, but their niche was not whatever thing that they had described that they were making. They were a maker of sorts. And so they were like, well, I'm known for making this one thing. And I was like, is that really what you're known for? Or are you known for the fact that you see light in nature and then you translate that light into these different creative actions? And so people actually like and purchase from you because you bring light into their life. So my friends, how are you going to create a niche that doesn't put you in an itty bitty tiny box that you lose movement and lose creativity, but allows you to confidently make sales, get clients, do whatever you're wanting to do to make money. How are you going to do that? Well, first, you're going to believe it is possible. The belief of possibility allows us to take effective action because without that belief, we're not going to do it and we're going to fight it all the time. A few months ago, I wrote an email to those of you on my list and I said, I'm going to be honest, I have been scared to really own that the people that I love working with and that love working with me are creatives. Because guess what, guys, I have run with my husband a creative business, but I cannot draw to save my life. Like, for any of you who have seen me write or draw, it's not pretty, y'all. And so I had a lot of shame and questions about like, if I put myself in this niche, was I blocking myself in and getting in the way? And what I had to come to recognize is that my niche, my thing that I was known for was being me. And that's the same thing that you, my friend, are known for. So the core to a good niche, and we could get into all the strategies and how to build it and what to write out and all that, but that's a lot. And that's the work I do with my one-on-one coaching clients. But to boil it down, when you know really clearly who you are and how you show up in the world and through your creative movement, take that knowledge of being you 
and that's your niche. That is who you are. Live it, my friends. Put your artistic actions out in the world. Ask people to pay you for them. Go out, be intentional, make connections, make kind of intentional movement. But tell people how who you are and what you do and what you bring to the page will touch them and move them to be different. That's why people buy. That's the power of a niche. So if you want to continue this conversation, I would love to continue this conversation with you in one of two places. First, if you are like, oh, wow, I've never thought of niching like this and I need to keep talking about this right now. And you aren't a part of the On Purpose Life and Business Facebook community, please head on over there and let's continue chatting about how to continue to niche without feeling stuck in a tiny box that crushes your movement and creativity. But two, if you're like, wow, mind blown, now I need to know how to do this and how to keep moving on this, let's set up a call this week. I'm going to drop my calendar link in the show notes. But if you get there and you're like, ooh, I don't see anything this week, reach out to me via Facebook or Instagram, and I will find time in my calendar to chat with you to see how we can move you forward. There's a couple different ways I work with people. So don't self-select yourself out of the process because you think you can't afford it, you don't have time for it. Let's chat. Let's figure out what you can do and how I might be able to come alongside you as you redefine who you are and what your niche is in a way that allows you to maintain creativity and inspiration and intentional movement. Go forth, have a great day, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to The Everyday Mind. Here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of the episode you just listened to, head on over to Instagram stories and share there all about why you've been loving the Everyday Mind podcast. Tag me, Naftali V. Roberts, and share so that more people can continue to grow their life of notice so they can build the life and business they've always wanted. If you really love me, please head and leave a rating and review so that more people can continue to hear and get encouraged and the tips and tricks to grow a life of notice and build that business on purpose. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you all soon.